March 31st, 2020. It's now 12.21 p.m. So I thought today would be a great day to talk about the subject, should I dedicate my life to Yahweh and be baptized? So upon thinking about that, I need you to know a couple things. If you plan on becoming baptized, that means that you have truly pondered on dedicating your life. But there are some steps that you must take before doing that. Baptism is a big step. And it's a promise that you're making to Yahweh to be obedient to him and to live by his commands. So a promise is telling someone that you're willing to serve them wholeheartedly. So before you get baptized, you must make a sincere prayer to Jehovah, promising him that you're willing to be obedient to him. Now, before you dedicate yourself, you have to know some basic Bible truths. And how do you learn these basic Bible truths? Well, first, you have to study the Bible. Coming to know Jehovah and Jesus and have an accurate knowledge of them is the first step that you take before dedicating yourself in baptism. Now, once you come to reality that you're ready to dedicate yourself, your next step is to talk to your Christian congregation about the steps that you need to take towards baptism, attending regular meetings, reading your Bible and daily prayer, meditating on the Bible day and night. That is going to be what's going to draw you closer to Jehovah. The word says, if you draw close to Jehovah, he will draw close to you. So by you dedicating yourself, you become his friend and you become friends with him. So your next step, you want to have knowledge and faith in what you're believing. So after you have that knowledge and you have that faith, you've dedicated yourself and you're taking the steps to be baptized. Now you want to be able to tell people about this wonderful love that you have come to know about our creator. You should also know that you need to repent and to repent just means to turn away from the wrong or the sins that you are doing. You have to be very sorry about what you're doing. And when you turn from it, that means that you don't want to no longer do that anymore. Should you make that personal dedication? Well, that is a question that you have to ask yourself. You might be afraid that committing to Jehovah is hard or it comes with a lot of work. Or you might be afraid that you have to leave certain things behind. And yes, you do have to leave your old lifestyle behind. Becoming buried means that you burying that side of you. You're going to die, not literally, but you're burying that sin. That sin is going to become dead. So baptism is an important step. 
you don't have to be afraid of baptism because Jehovah's Holy Spirit will guide you. Yahweh will guide you. Don't be afraid of failure because he's going to give you the equipment that you need to be able to go out and do the preaching work. Part of being baptized, you have to be willing to go out throughout the nations, preaching and teaching people, making disciples, and also baptizing in his name. So that's baptizing in Jehovah, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit name. You also want to make a public declaration of your salvation. Now, by doing that, that is the water baptism. You also want to continue to pray, to continue to go to your meetings, and to continue baptizing and spreading the word throughout the nations to the people. Well, do you still have the same outlook on baptism and dedicating yourself? What are your thoughts? Hello. So I'm not here today to talk about the coronavirus because we already have enough talk about that. But I'm here today to talk about the end time signs and the coronavirus would be one of those signs. So I want you to particularly ponder on Matthew 24 verses 1 through 51. That's going to be our main ponder for today. Our main thought is the end time signs. So I'm going to share some more scriptures with you that also leads to the end time signs. So we have quite a few. So get your pens and paper and just begin to pray and minister to your hearts as I have started to do. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, Luke 21, 11, Joel 2, 28 to 32, 1 Timothy 4, 1, Revelations 13, 16, and 17, Luke 21, 25, Luke 21, 36, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, Revelations 3, 3, Daniel 12, 4, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 17, and last but not least, 2 Peter 3, 3 through 4. Now, I'm not going to go through each scripture. I'm going to allow you to do that so you can kind of research the end times and what we're going through. But as I said before, I want you to ponder on this main scripture that's just going to put it all together in a nutshell what we're going through. Matthew 24 verses 1 through 51. Now, I say that to say this. Back in the days when creations first started, when corruption first begun, There were a lot of anger coming from God, which led to death of nations and thousands and millions of people. Now, when we think about Sodom and Gomorrah and we think about Noah and the ark, why was it that that destruction was okay for them people then, but it's not okay for us our people in this time see that's where we're confused that's where we get it twisted because the same destruction that he has used then he promises that it will happen to us and our people not only then back in Noah's days they were just like us partying all acts of sex being promiscuous drinking getting high that's what led to their destruction and within a blink of an eye it ended for them they didn't think that 
God was really coming back until he did. And then it was too late. See, when you ponder on these scriptures, you will see that his coming back is going to be just like Noah. But we don't want to be like the people back then in Noah's time who thought it wasn't going to happen. And then it happened. See, because it's going to happen. It's only a matter of time. We have to be prayed up and we have to think about our futures and our children's futures, not financially, but spiritually. We are in a spiritual crisis. The worst famine that's going to come is not going to be earthquakes and pestilence and food shortages and, and viruses. The worst shortage that we're going to get is when God rapture his church and his people. And there are no longer going to be people spreading the message on the earth. That's when you're going to have the mark of the beast and the tribulation. And you're going to be forced to go out and kill. If you don't get this mark, then you will die. And instantly, if you choose not to be marked, when you be killed instantly, you will be saved. So my point here today is to say, why wait until the end time destruction if you can save yourself now? Don't be like those who died in the flood, who didn't believe. Don't be like those of us now or those who don't believe now that don't believe in the coming of Christ and his fiery hell. Don't be like that because it's true. It's true. When we look, we see nations rising against nations now. We see deadly viruses now. We, we're going through a food shortage. We're going through all kinds of turmoil right now. Job loss, loss of friends and family. I mean, hey, it shouldn't have to go through this to open up your eyes, you know, to see that he means business, that God is about his business. He say that none of his words will go void. So don't wait till the next deadly disease to come along don't wait for the next famine of food to come along act right now right now is the time to act He got the whole world in his hands. 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 He got the mother and the father in his hands. He got the sister and the brother in his hands. He got the cousins and the aunties in his hands. He got the whole world in his hands.